You lost the culture war about 15 years ago. You lost the colleges. You lost the media. You lost big tech. You lost, You lose and you lose and you lose and you lose. And all you have left is, well, let's make them mad. Let's all jerk off on our keyboards about how mad the left-wingers are. When you spend time jerking off about how mad left-wingers are, about a war you already lost, you are spending time away from what you should be doing. Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. All right, here we go. Back in bold. This is bold perceptions. It's a beautiful day in Poland. The sun is shining. The people are actually smiling now. I mean, I feel like I'm in a whole different world compared to you know the last couple months here in Poland when the, the weather was uh, shitty and the mood has changed. I'm very happy, T. Bob. I know you're down in probably one of my favorite places in the world, Florianapolis. It's good to see you again. What's been cracking? Oh, man. Enjoying being back in the big Floripa. It's been a great time. been here for a week so far. But uh, yeah, man, like you said, it's one of the best places, especially in Brazil uh, for me. So yeah, good to be back. Good to connect. I know you're just in uh, Argentina, right? How was that whole situation? Yeah, I was there for about a month, man. I, I, it was hard to choose because I was in between Buenos Aires or here or Mar del Plata. Um, I ch- chose here just because of the time of year, the weather's a little bit better here, but like comparing Brazil to Argentina, I would say I probably prefer Argentina overall as a country, just because, uh, it's cheaper. Uh, if you, if you know, if you use dollars, obviously, and then, uh, just honestly, the people were so, so nice there. So, so nice. Yeah, it's weird. Generally speaking, Argentinians have a rep of being a little more like stuck up, whatever. But the experience I had there this past time was absolutely amazing. Very caring people. Um, they just went out the way to help you out on pretty much anything. So, yeah, Argentina is great. Honestly, the one thing I didn't like was the food. The food in Argentina was this time around was absolutely horrible. Like, especially if you eat anything that's not Argentinian, like if you get Asian food, disgusting no no flavor they don't they are scared of salt it was horrible so that was a one bad thing but everything else was good yeah that's a shock to me because i know they have all that italian ancestry and they have you know what from what i've heard and read really good italian food down there but no i yeah i mean i think people are just uh, i i don't know it was literally every i've had like one meal in the whole month there one meal everything else i would literally not look forward to eating it was that bad. <laughs> See, I met a lot of uh, those Argentine people in uh, the Florianapolis. They go there for like a uh, vacation and whatnot. And obviously you said, yeah, if you got dollars, you're going to live pretty damn well there. But these people were just like, Argentina is done for. Our economy sucks. Our politicians are so corrupt. Like it's hell being from there. Everyone is trying to escape. And you didn't feel that? So I would say everybody you spoke to from Argentina would say that. But obviously, when you come there with dollars, you're living a different lifestyle. So if I was Argentinian, yeah, I would, I would get the hell out. But from as a guy holding dollars, no, it's it's great. T-Bob, so you're moving directions uh, with uh, 
uh, foreign strategies, right? You've been taking a break for a while. You know, we were doing a lot of content together when I was in uh, Floripa, and then you kind of went off the map. What the hell happened, and what, what's going on now? Yeah, man. So pretty much the channel is going back to being just me. Um, and essentially, I want to flip the script a little bit, kind of go back to how it started. How it started was it was more educational, right? And then it went more entertainment. I'm not an entertaining guy. Uh, I feel like I'm more of an educator in that sense. So that's where the channel is going. I'm going to go go back to giving people actual tips, actual advice, and actual experiences of dating um, XYZ around the world. I think me and you talked about it, like uh, your whole fresh and fit setup with the, the girls coming on live and you would get paid, like you get more money when there's a hot girl on there, but you just didn't like it and wasn't scalable for you? Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's not about trading time for money. And it's not really about the money, right? To me, I, I started this channel because I actually like believed in what I was saying. And anytime you transition until chasing money, you kind of get away from what you actually started the, your business or whatever for. So I want to go back to doing what I do best, because honestly, if I'm doing something just purely for money, I'm not going to be as good at it. So if I actually truly believe in it, I'm going to be able to actually be able to talk about what I want to talk about. So that's one of the reasons why um, I felt like what we were doing wasn't me. It uh, wasn't what I stood for. So I want to go back to essentially doing what's best for me. Yeah, I think that's a um, what's a smart word for it. Uh, uh, like a problem with this content creating where it's like you see what works and what gets trendy and gets the exactly. views. And do you copy it or do you stay original? If you start copying it, then you feel like this is becoming a job and it's not what I signed up for. So it's always like, you know, where is the balance and, and what do you want out of it? And but you're totally right. If you're not creating or producing things that you actually enjoy or you think are of value, it becomes hell. And then it's just like a, a copycat game. And what's really messed up is the social platforms now push that. Oh, these exactly. are the trendy sounds this week. You need yeah. to use this. And like, it's cool to be a trend follower. It's just like, there's no yeah. like uniqueness. They're trying to make us all like robotic and do the same shit. Facts. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. It's you, you look at everybody else's content, you look at the most popular content and you, you try to replicate it. And um, I am absolutely horrible at replicating. I cannot be somebody else. I wish I had that talent, but I literally, I, I stutter over my like words if I'm trying to replicate somebody else. So very true. So T-Bob, I think the uh, topic of today is this video I sent you. It's this dude, Caleb Jones, sovereign CEO. He's kind of a five flags type of person all about location, independent income. Uh, his dating life is kind of untraditional as well. But he's an interesting dude, right? And um, I came across this live stream. He's not super popular. You know what I mean? Like the views aren't that crazy. But he went on this rant. And I'm like, oh, we should probably react to this. Like this is really good um, idea, philosophy on life. Before we get into it, what were your uh, thoughts um, on it when I sent it to you? Yeah, like, like you said, I've, I've never heard of this guy. But I actually really enjoyed the stream. Um, it definitely seems like it aligns with a lot of the things that I believe. So uh, I think it was pretty good. And it was very insightful when he brought on the Henry guy. Uh, I, I really was not too knowledgeable about options trading. Um, so, yeah, it definitely opened my eyes to uh, possibly looking into something like that in the future. 
Yeah, I also saw that too. And he had his, uh, that dude was like a student underneath him with the, the whole lifestyle thing. And then you start talking about option trading. I'm like, okay, is this scammy? What's going on here? But I actually know someone that uh, did it. He um, bought the um, course thing with them and they had the FaceTime or the, the Zoom meeting. And so far he says it's really legit. Um, he hasn't really dove into you know, doing the options. He's more looking at like the sales funnel. And then he also liked the content. So he's like, screw it. You know, I got money to blow. So let's try it out. So I can report back onto that with my, my dude, if it, if it works or not, I just, my whole thing with the options, the stocks, the cryptos, like, especially in the stock market, you are playing against supercomputers. You are playing against the hedge, hedge funds. Like these people are a million steps ahead of you. They have knowledge that you don't. And it's just, it's just, to me, it seems like, you know, he, this guy worked at uh, Goldman, Goldman Sachs, like he has a yeah. really good background in it. And I've heard a lot of people making money in options, but it's also, you know, it's gambling for the most part. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely gambling. I think uh, definitely the way he was speaking about it is definitely too good to be true. I would say 50, he's like, oh, just expect 50% your first year, et cetera. I think that's, I mean, I think if you say that in any business, it's like, hmm, is that really the case? But it's interesting. It definitely uh, the whole idea of getting in that mindset of being location independent. I think that part of it is very positive. Awesome. All right, well, we'll get into this bad boy. We'll just react. If you want to make a point, just uh, put your hand up and I'll pause it. So let me get this. Okay. I don't normally discuss topics like this, but I'm going to have to because this relates specifically to Sovereign CEO. Can you hear this? Yeah. And specifically Alpha Male 2.0. This is the part where many of you are going to be very upset with me and get pissed off. And so get ready to be pissed. There's a percentage of you who are not going to like what I'm about to say, even though I'm objectively accurate. Anti-SJW types. Anti-woke types. I don't call them right-wingers anymore because there's no such thing as right-winger. A right-winger is someone for small government, and those people don't really exist anymore. Uh, they're called libertarians. They're like two or three left. I'm one of them. And so I'm, I'm going to call them anti-woke people. Uh, have a disease. And your disease is every time something happens that makes left-wingers mad, you get very excited, and you jump up and down and go, look, look, the left-wingers are mad. Isn't this great? So the latest thing about – so first it was, look. Trump is making these people mad. Isn't this awful? Isn't this cool? Uh, let's let's rewatch that Young Turks election night video for the 14th time and jerk off about how great it is. These left wingers are so mad. <laughs> Isn't this fun, everybody? Left wingers are liberal tears, right? And then it was the trucker. Oh, the trucker protests in Canada. All these left wingers are so mad. Oh, fuck them. They're, isn't it funny they're mad? Now it's. Oh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Oh, all the left wingers are mad. Look, AOC's mad. Isn't this great? She's mad. All right, I'm going to hop in this right away. Yeah, I've noticed this a lot, as in the people, let's say on the right, or what he said, the anti-woke people, only care about making the the left-wing uh, people like mad and, oh, look how stupid you are. And it's like they're always reactive. They're not like proactive like the left-wing people. They're actually going out there and, and causing these things. And then the, the right side is like, oh, let's just uh, see how they react to this. And this is funny, and they're stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's facts. Um, I think he makes a, this great this point later in the video about how the left has pretty much won everything. And it's the truth. It's because just the point you just mentioned, they're very, very proactive. Left wing are great salesmen. They're great. They're just better than the right wing at practically 
everything in terms of like getting the people's attention, getting things done. Uh, right wing, like he's mentioned, is just pretty much, yes, fundamentally speaking, the right wing is on the right side of like history, but generally speaking, they would rather sit back and watch the left wing's mad than actually get things done. So yeah, that's, that's very true. And that's the reason why things are the way they are. It's because exactly this, the right wing doesn't do anything. Yeah, and I totally relate to it because back when I was super into this po politics stuff and reading every day in the news, and I remember going on Reddit, going to the politics subreddit just to get angry and mad and like, oh, this is you guys are so stupid. Like, I, thank God I never commented or replied to any of them. But like, if any news story hit about some, um, you know, left wing person doing something stupid, I'd be like, okay, where's this article and what are they saying about it and the excuses they're making and and I remember it's like it's the biggest waste of time. I couldn't believe like, but that's what like my life wasn't super fulfilling or I wasn't doing so many stuff outside of it, so it was like an escapism for me. Like, oh, these people are dumb. You know, I'm right. I'm the really smart one, and let's laugh at them. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's what it is, man. Everybody wants to feel like. Like they're right. And we get pleasure when we see uh, finally that, oh, okay, look, like it's being proven that we're right, whatever. But he, I'm really glad that he made this point. So I think, and I think this seems to get out more that who cares, right? Who cares that, that, that these people are mad? Who cares that you're right? It only matters when you're actually doing something about it and you can actually show proof five, six, 10 years from now. Look, okay, I did this and now look what happened in return. But other than that, if the right's just going to sit back and just laugh or whatever, the left is just going to keep on trucking along. Yeah, and this goes back to, I think he was um, influenced by Harry Brown. A lot of people in this space are. Um, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World, which is basically like, you know, taking your life into your own hands and not worrying about all this shit that you can't obviously control. But he basically said, too, the pendulum is going to swing one way or another and your voice your you know lifespan you know unless you become like a crazy you know like a, a level of like an adolf hitler or a bismarck or you get to this point where you're, you're pulling all these levers and you're a great man of history like a napoleon you're not going to be able to affect it it's going to swing whatever way it does and you might as well get behind the momentum because if you keep going against the grain you know you're going to end up canceled you're going to end up in prison like the people on january 6th like do what you can do to control, see where the tide is going and go with the momentum. But things do swing. So like we've seen how crazy it got with like liberalism and, you know, the um, the, the bathrooms for the trans people and, you know, all this stuff. And then Trump got elected. Right. We saw uh, the backlash of the Trump administration. And now you're seeing Roe versus Wade getting like overturned. So like the pendulum, it can't just keep going like it's going to go back and forth in different places, but you can't control it. So figure out what you can control to live a happy life and, and then go from there. Facts. Yep. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Oh my God. These left wingers are so mad. I'm going to come. It accomplishes nothing. You're dealing with a war you already lost. And I'm not the person who said that Ben Shapiro, who many of you types worship has said this himself. He said, the problem with people like you is that you're focused on making left-wingers mad instead of defeating them politically. Now, you can't defeat them politically because they already took over. Left-wingers have won every decade I've been alive. I'm 50, so my entire life I have watched right-wingers get defeated and left-wingers win. And that includes Donald Trump because he was supposed to make America great again. And what happened? That happened there. The left-wingers took him out by the knees, didn't they? Didn't they? 
You lost a culture war about 15 years ago. You lost the colleges. You lost the media. You lost big tech. You lost, You lose and you lose and you lose and you lose. And all you have left is, well, let's make them mad. Let's all jerk off on our keyboards about how mad the left-wingers are. When you spend time jerking off about how mad left-wingers are, about a war you already lost, you are spending time away from what you should be doing. What should you be doing with your time? Instead of saying, look, the left-wingers are mad. Look at this tweet. Ah! Here's what you should be doing. You should be building your Alpha 2.0 location-dependent business. Number one, if you're following my Alpha Male 2.0 content, you should be optimizing your woman life. Number two. Number three, you should be setting up a international backup plan at a bare minimum. Even better, you should be moving out of the collapsing Western world like I did. Notice that people who jerk off so much about how left-wingers are mad about this new thing are not doing any of these things. All they're doing is sitting on their keyboards, jerking off, and getting all excited about, look at all these left-wingers mad that... <laughs> that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter now, and now he's, everything's going to be great. That's the second part of this. Just so what do you think uh, when he talks about collapsing Western world? Like, What do you mean? What do you think he means by that? Uh, there's a lot of different ideas on this, but one is um, the dominance of uh, the first world countries is slowly going away. You know, we're seeing it with the, the inflation, the, the cost of living that we're not able to get all these Christmas toys from China for super cheap anymore. And um, the third world, you know, through globalization and whatnot are starting to creep up in their way of life. So instead of being the top dogs and everyone else is living, you know, shitty, we got to reap all the benefits, but now it's starting to go like this a little, you know, and uh, you're seeing like China invest in Africa. You're seeing like uh, in Brazil, from what I saw, I mean, there is a shit ton of money in Brazil. It's very unequal, but it's uh, through this phone, through this internet, the globalization is that, you know, our perfect uh, life that we could buy a home and two cars with one income and have five kids is like going away. Right. And I think as we saw with uh, the thing that happened last two years is when the adversity hits these uh, uh, the Western world, like shit collapses like uh italy was crazy with the lockdowns um i see in europe all the time these people are not making much money like they're they're surviving like monthly and yes the euro lifestyle is very nice and they can, they still live a good life but it's heavily subsidized by the government which is also subsidized by um the united states taxpayers we pay for all their military so they can have all these social programs they can live in this little utopia that's been cut off from everywhere else in the world so when he talks about these kind of things, I can see it because look at the student debt people have. Look at the money they're making. Like you used to be able to afford a home, you know, even 10 years ago off a decent salary. Now the prices are through the roof. It's like this uh, this life that we were living on easy mode for so long with the dollar being so dominant is starting to like show its cracks. Right. And I think we're lucky because we still have this U.S. you know military. I think we have the CIAs and there's people that have a lot in stake for, you know, the USA being the global powerhouse and keeping the dollar as strong as it is. But the time is coming now where things are looking a little different and it's not as easy as it was for the boomers or the, the people. You know what I mean? I agree 100 um, percent. What do you think? So what do you think is going to happen with these other countries that are coming up? Do you think they're going to go the same route the West has done? Because essentially what I say is. Um, it's human nature, right? Europe is very heavy government X, Y, Z, and the U.S. is pretty much becoming just like Europe because it's, it's just human nature. Europe used to be a superpower. Now it's the U.S. But as you kind of, you know, start going down in the spectrum, you start going more towards like welfare, et cetera. 
And I know like him, he's like preaching, like leave your country, go to these other places. But do you think they're going to go down the same route as the U.S. and Europe, since that's practically human nature, what we're going through? I think it depends on, on some of them. Maybe they'll gravitate right away to the socialism or the high inequality like Brazil. But you look at like Singapore and you look at um, the United Emirates, like they've embraced capitalism to the fullest. And, you know, a lot of their people, you know, are making decent money and having like their quality of life raise. And yeah, do I think there's a cycle where you get like the hyper capitalism and then it turns into socialism inequality? There's that video that guy did recently that went all around um, the Internet about like uh the world reserve currency, you know, how it was like uh, the Spanish and then the Dutch and uh, uh, UK and then America. Now they're saying China is probably going to creep in there. But I think there's always going to be places in the world that need to compete. And how you do that is, okay, lower the taxes, make it more capitalistic. And you can find these spots like Nomad Capitalist loves uh, Georgia, right? And uh, he thinks that's like maybe possibly the next Singapore. And there's different places in the world that want to compete with these big uh, governments, these big uh, uh, nations by doing so with uh, increasing like uh, the, the the brain power through capitalistic policies. So I think there are places to run to. I think there are places to develop things, but I also think you should be tied down to just one country. Like you diversify your country, like you diversify all your assets and whatnot. Yeah, I agree. So the key pretty much is to be mobile, right? Because at the end of the day, these countries are probably not going to stay the way they are. So just have the ability to be mobile. So yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah, I think like we get wake up calls like what happened in Ukraine is Ukraine was on the up and coming. I think you were talking about buying property there, right? And now all of a sudden it's sent back to medieval times and everyone is in their mother is leaving. And so you're right. You just can't be having too much roots in, in one area, especially like in a time like now where it seems pretty... Um, you know, up in the air, what the hell is all going to happen? So have different areas allocated and, and be very flexible. Exactly. Just like I said in 2016 at my blogs in very clear, specific language, how Donald Trump would not change a goddamn thing. And he didn't. And I did a YouTube video when he left the presidential office. And I went through everything I said in 2016 and how I was right on everything I said. And all the Trump supporters were wrong about he's going to do this and he's going to do that. He's going to build the wall. He's going to bring the manufacturing jobs back. He didn't do any of those fucking things. All he did was jack up, jack up deficit spending and debt spending more than any other president in human history before Cerveza sickness ever hit. Which Trump supporters didn't say a thing about because, as I said, there's no such thing as right-wingers anymore. They're all different versions of left. Trump supporters are a type of left-winger. The progressives are another type of left-winger. And the corporatists are another type of left-winger. Yeah, what do you think about that? A lot of people get uh, kind of butthurt on like Trump, I think it was for the right and the left. So if the right does something that they wouldn't have agreed with if Obama did it, then they start making excuses up like, oh, but it's good because Trump's going to do this. And and that's why he's, you know, raising the debt like crazy. And, oh, he knows debt the most, like, like he did all the real estate deals, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I won't, I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on this, but I do believe people bring up the deficit spending too much in this space because, if they actually understand economics and who actually pays for the U.S. jacking up the deficit spending, it isn't the American citizens, generally speaking. So I think we kind of talk about that too much because it's like a number. And like when as a as an average person, debt 
to us is seen as a certain way, but to the United States government, debt is completely different. Like it's it's not the exact same thing. So I believe that is spoke about way too much in this space. But um, but yeah, he's right. He did jack up the 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 U.S. debt, whatever. And Trump probably sold in his campaign that he wasn't going to do that. So because obviously to the average person that makes sense. Oh, debt's bad, whatever. But um, I do think this point about Trump saying that, oh, he was going to make all these changes and he didn't do it. Yeah, of course, because I think Trump realized once he got into the actual president's seat that he doesn't have that much power. So I really can't truly fault Trump on this. I think the idea of Trump like presidency, it was good. Obviously, Trump is not the best person to be a president. He's he's more of like a self, very self first kind of guy, which can be a good thing because he wants to do good for the country because he wants to look good. But I just think Trump generally just didn't understand what he was getting into. See, this is where I hope the dude had good intentions, but I can't act like this dude was in around politics his whole career. Like he knew everyone and their mother. He was giving money to the Democrats, like all these kind of things. Like he had to known that a lot of shit he was preaching, I get it. You got to sell yourself in politics. Like you got to rile up the people and move there. But a lot of the stuff he said he was going to do, he didn't. And everyone's like, oh, you know what? There's obstacles in the way. At one point you had the, the Congress, the Senate, and the presidency all under your control. And you didn't even build the fucking wall. You, you started trying building the wall and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, I gave him all these excuses. And I'm like, you know, maybe because he was the, the, the strong man, right? That was going to save America. And he was going to, you know, make the middle class strong again and all this. But the the straw that broke the camel's back for me was the January 6th thing. And what these people that believed in him, that we're going to go fight and, you know, because I do think the election was rigged. Like, I, I think that it's 100 percent like it doesn't make any sense. But the fact that they went there and the FBI helped him get in there, the cops were playing along with it and he didn't bail any of them out. They are sitting in prison right now. His number one supporters that he riled up himself, and they are in prison right now because of that. And after that, I was like, okay, maybe this dude really does not give a fuck about me. And maybe I need to stop looking at politicians to solve my problems and looking at these great personalities to, oh, my life's going to be so much easier if Trump is in, in, in office. Like people say now, oh, what happens if Trump was here? Everything would be perfect. No one fucking wanted. The only way your life is going to be good and happy and perfect is if you do it yourself. You can't rely on these people to make uh, your fairy tales come true. Yeah, I agree. I think with politicians, you're supposed to play off of what politician is in technically in seat. So if they're going to push this agenda, build a business around what they're pushing. Don't necessarily expect for them to come save you. Yeah. So I agree with that 100%. Don't depend on politicians. Just make money off of them. Simple as that. And I think that's the problem in the in the states. It's so the left and the right is these are like the superheroes now and they're going to change everything. I don't have to do anything and uh, erase my student debt and that that won't uh you know get rid of my bad spending habits and then all the money I didn't save, but no, if they just do this, everything's going to be fine again. It's like no, it doesn't work like that. It's you that needs to make a change. That's why like JFK said that shit about like now, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country, right? Or what you can do to create a better world. And that's totally the case here is that nowadays everyone wants everything given to them. Everyone wants someone else to do all the hard work. And that's not what America, you know, was built on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The current America that we live in is it's yeah, we're living in Europe. I've talked about this before my blogs. I don't want to get into politics, but I hope. 
I hope, I hope that a percentage of you who are in that camp, and I know not all of you are, and that's fine. But there is a strong percentage of my audience who are very excited, anti-woke, anti-SJW guys who get very, very excited anytime any little thing happens and you go, whoa, this is great. And nothing will continue to change and America will continue to collapse and Canada will continue to collapse and Western Europe will continue to collapse. Australia may continue to collapse and your, your life is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse because you're not doing shit about your own life instead of focusing on what the left wingers are saying. And let me be clear. I am a minarchist libertarian, okay? That means I hate the left more than you do. I disagree with left-wing politics and policies more by far than you do if you're the typical anti-SJW Trump type person. And notice I don't spend a lot of time going, look, the left-wingers are mad. Isn't it great? No. You know why? I'm too busy focusing on building my life, building my mission, building my five flags, building my companies, working on my goals getting super excited, snapping necks and cashing checks. There's a reason my life is so awesome. And one of the primary reasons my life is so awesome is I don't spend all this fucking time getting all excited about Donald Trump or Jordan Peterson or Elon Musk buying Twitter or the trucker protests. What are, guys ask me about the trucker protests. I have a question for you too. So like obviously creating content and especially my stuff it involves some current events and, and commenting on it and whatnot. And I try not to like slip down the rabbit hole because I don't think it, it means much, but I'm trying to build a brand, right? You know, this this bold thought, this bold thinking. And I think, you know, showing my perspective on certain things with the content isn't a waste of my time. But I think if you're a person that is not trying to monetize it or create a brand and you start talking about this stuff, like he's saying, and you're not building anything in your own life, then there's a, a problem. So, so, so you're trying to see, like, so you're trying to ask if, if what he's doing is not like worth his while based off because he's not trying to build a brand off of it. Is that what you're asking? No, no, my, myself. So me and you okay. talking about this right now, you know, okay. I hope people hear this and they go to the Instagram or they go to the YouTube. They're like, wow, I like how this guy, Nick thinks, right. I, I want to do consulting with him. I want to do some business with him. Like this is quite interesting. On the flip side of someone that's on a Reddit uh, discussion commenting like, oh, this is what's wrong with the world right now. Like th this politician said this, like that's a waste of time. You know what I mean? But I, I'm saying, OK, on my end, am I actually creating something by talking about this and similar mm -hmm. to what he's doing, bringing it up or am I wasting my time, too? Oh, OK, I see what you're saying. OK, no, man, I think it's it's very great, especially when I first found you or when you like you reached out to me and I started reading your content. Um, and I was like, man, like that's, that's really, really good. Like I agree. And you also like exposed me to some new things. So although, you know, we're not CNN, we're not having millions of people seeing our content, there's still one or two, three, four people that you might help think a certain way. And then that like, kind of, you know, they might also expose their thoughts that they learn from you to other people and it just kind of trickles. So no, I think that's very, very good what you're doing versus going in comments because how many people are going to see those comments? Very few versus you getting on, getting on video, speaking your, your mind, whatever. I think that's really, really powerful. And I think we look, sometimes we look at the numbers of views we get on YouTube, whatever, and we think we're not really reaching people. But like you said, with the video you did on my channel, guys actually reached out to you, right? They were like, yo, how do you live that lifestyle? 
And I think just just having one person reach out to me uh, asking questions like that, I think it's very, very powerful. Um, so now I think what you're doing is, is great. It's much better than what 99% of the people do on this planet. So now, nah, man, for sure. Keep going. Yeah. And like we said uh, previously, so after this little rant here, he had on his uh, one of his students and someone I knew spent twenty five hundred dollars, you know, for his program. So there's being money made. There is value. If you give value, you end up getting it back. Like people, you know, look at, oh, look what we're saying right here. They respect it or they like it and they want to give us business in the future, want to create relationships with us and, and want to give that value back in some way. So I think the point of this is, OK, if you're going to talk about all this shit, if you're going to comment on current events or like this mindset, then uh, do it in a way that is uh creating value that can return to you, not just, you know, slipping on these forums like 4chan and Reddit and circle jerking with all these people about how life is so bad and the Western world is going to collapse. Like have some practical action behind it and, and then it'll in turn help you up. Exactly. What do you think about the trucker protests? It's pretty exciting, huh, Caleb? No, I said truckers will fail. And guess what? Trudeau just said, all right, seize all their bank accounts. He just snapped his fingers. What happened? Trucker protests vanished like that. Correct. Because the left-wingers have already won. We live in a parallel universe where the bad guys already won. The bad guys already took over the world. That's already happened. You can't undo it at this point. You can't. That's why you can do things like five flags. You can't undo it. There was a comic book years ago. Now it's a graphic novel. <clears throat> can't talk. Now it's a graphic novel. Hang on, I need water. Getting kind of worked up. It's it's you know 11 p.m. here in Dubai. This is how worked up I am at night. So much energy I have. Helps have a testosterone level. For uh, five flags, I'm guessing he means having five different residencies and five different countries. It's a little more. It's like one you do your business in, one you have a citizenship in, one you rent, have residency, one you do your shopping. It's like this whole theory on being totally diversified and protected, paying as minimum taxes as possible. And there's a reason like why you do the residency in the renting one, but you don't buy a home like he has in Dubai. He didn't buy that. He's renting it, but he has mm -hmm. a place in Paraguay. There's a whole like theory behind it, but it's basically for ultimate protection of like a free person. What do you think of that? Person? I'm going to do it. You're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. Man, that seems like a lot of, that seems like a, that work within itself. Yeah, but if, you, if you think about it, though, like yeah. the not paying 40 percent in taxes, yeah. um, being able with if a global shutdown happens to be able to flee and be in a place that is not uh, locked in your room for three months. Like, yeah, it doesn't just happen overnight and it, it takes some work. But like I say, in Poland right here, mm -hmm. you know, the average person is maybe making eight hundred dollars a month. And it's like I live amazing here. It's safe. There's beautiful women. Now the weather is freaking good. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know we have the opportunity as an American or as maybe someone from the UK to, to create this lifestyle of ultimate freedom instead of saying, Oh, if I just vote for this politician, then, then I'll be happy and, and get what I want. It's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to create it on my own. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I definitely do agree with the, um, the uh, location independence where you want to have residencies in multiple places. I guess just the, the complicated thing that I was mentioning was like, okay, you, you shop here, you rent here, you buy here, you do X that. But I'm sure there's some science behind it. But um, but yeah, I I get the the mindset and I and I fully support it. I think that's better than just staying in one place and just doing everything in one place. But 
Yeah, I, I get what you're hitting on. Yeah, obviously, for people listening to this, the nomad capitalist pretty much goes straightforward into a lot of it. And he kind of lives by some of these uh, principles. But Caleb is actually like really good with it. And he fixes into with uh, he says the alpha male 2.0 thing, which is kind of, you know, dorky terminology, but it gets clicks and about like relationships, too. And like how to live like a totally fulfilling life as a man. And this is another topic for another day, but maybe check out uh, the the interview I did on, on the Foreign Strategies channel to, to learn more about that kind of philosophy. But hey, my question is this, though, because he's talking about, OK, you lost, you lost. Like it is what it is. Move on. This is where I the past for sure struggled with. But I still think it's uh, it's up in the air. It's like, you know, I see movies like Braveheart. Right. And, you know, what's his face could have said, oh, I'll, I'll give up and just take a little crown in, in Scotland and, you know, live with all these girls. But he said, fuck that. Like, I'm going to free I'm going to free our, our people and, you know, get them back for all the thousands, hundreds of years they, they fucked us over with. And so where do you stand on that? Like fighting or, you know, creating this life we're talking about here. And because I don't want the USA to just go to shit like America is in my blood. So where's the balance? Yeah, man, I, I fight with that as well, because if you think about it, sometimes I look at it like, OK, what if everybody in the U.S. did what I'm doing? Would I still be able to live my lifestyle? No, I wouldn't be able to. I still need the U.S. to be a very functioning country in order to still get my dollars and be able to live the lifestyle I want to live. So I'm very, very careful with this because I understand, like, actually how the the, the world works. Right. So. In terms of staying and fight, I'm never going to get like say someone stupid for staying because I honestly respect them more than I respect people who leave, to be honest. Because like you said, when you leave, it's because it either got too hard for you in the US or it's you found that it was like well that's the same thing i'm gonna say it was easier but yeah essentially you're leaving because it got too hard right and the people who are staying in the us are pretty much paying for you to be overseas living that lifestyle so i'm very careful with this i'm doing this lifestyle because it's best for me but hey the people back in the us thank you because the guys who are trading overseas what are you doing for me you're doing nothing for me the guys who are building bridges, building homes, doing stuff back in the U.S., you're doing more for me than the guy who's making hundreds of thousands of dollars trading and traveling the world. Because at the end of the day, if we push everybody to be traders, who's going to build the stuff? Who's going to do all these other things that need to be done? You trading for me doesn't feed me. It does nothing for me. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, so I'm careful with it. It's my lifestyle, but I'm not going to push it upon anybody else. So here's my idea of how I've kind of overcame that is the United States of America isn't America, isn't the idea of America, what it was when the, the Europeans, they left uh, uh, Europe because they wanted uh, freedom. They wanted to practice their religion. They wanted to, you know, find their own wealth. You know, a lot of them were losers of society, you know, dregs, and they didn't want to deal with the... Um, the royalty. They wanted to just do what they wanted to fucking do. They wanted freedom. That's what this country was built on. Okay. It was built on. You can be who you want. You can worship who you want. You can say what you want. And 
what the country has become now isn't necessarily what what uh, the ideas was or the, uh, the idea of America was. And I think the American idea can be put in place in different places of the world. It's how you live your life, which is uh, American. And I don't necessarily think that it's in one place only. You know what I'm saying? Like the USA is America. No, I think America transcends the borders and nationalities and, and whatnot. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. That's what I always um, have this conversation with people. Um, let's say whether it's South America or whatever. Americans call each other Americans. Well, the, it was built off of what you said in the past. But the reason why we call each other Americans is not because we think we're all of America. It's a culture. Anybody can be American. I can't move to Germany and be German. I can't move to Poland and be Polish. Simple as that. But you can move from Poland to the U.S. and be American. So it's just, it's, it's just like you said, it's, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish this puppy up. I love an 18-year-old man when you're 50. There was a comic book <clears throat> by Mark Millar several years ago called Wanted. It's a graphic novel. I recommend it if you're into comics. And um, I'm not super into comics. I'm, I'm partially into some comics. And <clears throat> um, they made a movie about it in about 2008 starring Angelina Jolie, which was very stupid and nothing to do with the comic. Here's the premise of the comic book. Uh, the premise of the comic book is that in the 80s, all the super villains in the world teamed up. And they teamed up together, one big team, and they attacked all the superheroes all at once, and they killed all the superheroes, and they won. And all the supervillains took over the planet Earth. And what they used is all the using all the uh, telekinetic or telepathic supervillains and the supervillains who could change reality and the supervillains who could do things like uh, like uh, like uh, um, uh, make people forget, things like that, and, uh, and access the computers. They made the whole world forget that this ever happened. So the world thinks it's now normal. And then the comic takes place in modern day where it's our world. All these stupid, horrible wars keep going on and no one gives a shit. All these horrible politicians keep getting elected and reelected and reelected and no one cares. All these big bankers rip people off. And the comic book was explained. The reason for that is the world's been taken over by supervillains. And you don't know that. That's the world in which, in which we live. The bad guys won in this reality. I'm sorry they did. There's lots of reasons I could go into as to why they did. One of the biggest reasons was the right-wingers who spent time instead of voting for small government libertarians or small government, real small government conservatives like Pat Buchanan. They voted for guys like George W. Bush and Donald Trump and John McCain and all these horrible people. And that's one of the reasons that the bad guys won. But the bad guys have now won. There's no one doing this. So instead of getting all worked up about politics and whatever the fuck you're talking about, you want to focus in on your life and build a life. So you have, I talk about this, a bubble of order around you and your loved ones if you have them. That's location-dependent income. That's five flags. That's international options, low taxes, all those things that I talk about. And when you're getting all excited about, because the, the, most of you anti-SJW, anti-woke people, three or four months from now, there'll be another thing. You'll go, look, look, the left wingers are mad about that. Isn't that great? Ha, ha, ha. And you won't do it again. You, 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 you still won't do anything about it. You'll continue to sit on your ass and do nothing. And did you see that movie? That was a good movie. That's when Angelina Jolie was really good looking. It was like uh, they were they were shooting bullets and they could make the bullet turn and stuff. It was pretty wicked. Well, what year? When did that come out? I went in early 2000s? Like, yeah, 2010-ish, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that's long ago. 
Uh, but hey, what do you think about that, though? And I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, a lot of the conspiracy people talk about, like, predictive programming and that uh, people that actually run shit, they have to tell you they're going to do it. So then once they do it, they don't have any guilt behind it because you're stupid and we told you. Like, you're meant to be cattle because uh, we're telling you all this stuff and you allow it to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the whole what we just went through the past two years was just kind of programming you to follow the rules, right? You see in the airports where they have the little stand here, stand here, stand here. Have you seen that Like with the little feet like that? When I see that, I just uh, I'm like, this is absolutely sad that we've, we've really got to this. So, yeah, that, that's all it is what they're doing. They're programming us to eventually have to, I don't know, be under some type of programming, like actual like from like uh with some metaverse type stuff so like from like software down right so essentially we're going to be following rules from i don't know our, our computer our, our cell phone whatever so i think pretty much that's all it is we're being set up but the one thing i would mention about him talking about the bad guys one i think it's always been this way i think the world has we we are like shaped into like a hierarchy in some sense there's always going to be the rich there's always going to people be the people who made the rules it's been like that forever forever it's just the way they're going to do it now it's going to be different than what we've been through before it's going to be more from a software base but other than that i think i don't think it's anything different and this is the whole like matrix idea that i always like to talk about and how do you get out of the matrix how do you get out of you know now it's like blatant programming but before it was cultural it was the church it was societal yeah. programming like hey like the people that live in poland they live way different than they live in in brazil you know the catholics used to live way different than the protestants and there's always some sort of programming and you know how powerful the church was once you know how powerful some governments have been the dictatorships uh, the soviet union china right now and for me the easiest quickest way to get a glimpse of what it's like outside the matrix is to do this traveling because once you do it, a great example I have is this, is in Southern Europe, girls are fine. Uh, they wear modest bikinis, right? But they're totally cool with taking their top off on the beach and tanning, right? In front of kids, um, you know, there's uh, nude beaches, but, you know, just normal beaches, it's totally normal for you to be um, without your top on. Now in Brazil, they wear thong bikinis, right? I mean, barely covering anything. It's really like... Uh, um, attractive to have the line shown so like you, when they, they you can see like the tan lines and but these bikinis are super small and they'll go to like the grocery store and they'll be in a thong bikini like you would never do that in italy or spain go into a grocery store with that uh level of uh clothing only and so i'm in brazil you know i'm on a, like a secluded beach and i tell the girl i'm like hey i'm gonna get naked here like you know if you want to take off your clothes let's do it so i'm into like the duty and and whatnot and they're like oh, what I can never that. This is crazy. Like the cops hate me. Like, I'm like, look at you. Your bikini, if you move it one centimeter this way, your, your nails are already out. Like, I can see all of your ass, but like removing just a little bit is crazy. Too. You know, on the flip side, in Europe, you know, that they have bikinis, but they're totally fine to be naked on the beach and it's no big deal. So, like, mind switch is like, it's weird. Like, we're all humans. Right? One has lived underneath this culture and this code, and the other hasn't. And, what is normal to some is wrong to the other person. I think what you get out of like uh, cultures, things from a different perspective, it's like, oh my God, what else have I been lied to? You know, what, what, uh, how I grew up affected me. You know, what I was told was right, maybe is, is not right. And maybe I like this way better. 
And I think that is a really big way to get out of this this programming. Your thoughts? Yeah, man, that's that's true. It's it's kind of like the history, the history classes we were, we learned or we taught that we took in in the states. When you live overseas, you're like, oh wow, I thought I thought World War II, I thought we beat the Germans. No, it's the Russians beat the Germans, right? So it's like things like that, right? But you don't get that knowledge until you leave and you get a different perspective. So it's it's all about perspective and it's it's sad that the way the world is that way, but you understand why we do it, right? It's it's more for like a uh kind of make your culture seem better than others. But it's key. It's key to leave because honestly going is when I first lived overseas in the UK, even though the UK is not that different from the US, it blew my mind. Just the perspective that these people were taught in their schools versus what we were taught in the US. So honestly, that that it it's almost a bad thing when you do get this experience because you get addicted. You just want no more, no more, no more. What else am I being lied to? What else is, is not really the truth? But once you get to that point, you definitely have a better view of the world. You definitely make better decisions. Before I lived overseas, I was more of the left wing kind of guy, right? I thought left wing, that was, it just made the most sense, especially as a young guy, young minority guy. It's like, of course this makes sense. But once you get another perspective, I'm telling you, it changes your mind. And I always tell people this, you might think this way now, but it's because you haven't experienced enough. Once you experience more, I guarantee you, you're not going to think the same way. So you hit the nail on the head with that. 100%. And then it comes out too with uh, the life I live now. I've said it a million times before. I thought I needed millions and millions of dollars to live this life. And the the split in your brain when you start traveling and you see the the different way you get out of this American bubble or you, you, you experience like, oh, these people eat breakfast at this time or dating is like this over here or, you know, I can be on a beach for $15, have a place on the beach for $15 a night. It's just like, you, you get out of the everything you were told and you just see like, okay, this works this way. I like this. This is cool. And then you go down that path. And I just think you have more like uh, control over your life. That's what it is. Like not the guidelines that were forced down your throat, which are good for some people because some people need to be told what to do. But once you get out of that system and you see like, holy shit, there's so many routes in this life that I can take and things I can do, then you get to pick and choose what you like that that create the most fulfilling thing. But if you're stuck kind of in one place, you've never seen more things or been exposed to more ideas and cultures, you just don't have an idea. And you listen to everyone else and it'll never be that fulfilling because it's not truly like what's inside of you, like what way that direction wants to go. It's usually what your parents said. It's what your priest said, your teacher said, like that's what you follow, right? And a lot of times that doesn't end in, you know, fulfillment. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely all depends on your mission, right? What what really drives you? If uh, knowing as much as possible drives you, you're, you're not going to you're not going to know anything staying in the same spot. But um, it, it it's all depends on your mission. Awesome. Cool. That was about 50 minutes. That was good. Oh, I saw you said I was breaking up. Was it too glitchy or not? It was for about that last spill you did. It was you can hear it. You were just, you couldn't see you. You were just like frozen, but you could hear your voice. So it's fine. Okay, can, cool. So what, what's going on um, in these next couple of months in Florida? Are you just going to be a content machine or what? Yeah. So I'm actually wanting to start another channel, man. Uh, honestly, the foreign strategies. So what I realized, like, I can't really switch that channel, right? I have to kind of keep it dating because 
that's what it is and the way everything is turned into fucking robots nowadays you have to <laughs> pretty much stay on track with what you started with i'm wanting to start another channel and talk more kind of like what you're doing current events and geopolitics because i actually care about these things a little bit more uh so plan on starting your channel uh probably drop something this week uh, the name is going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if it's going to be my name or what. I'm not sure, but that doesn't really matter. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the plan. Uh, start, start a new channel. So what do you think about starting over, though? I mean, it ain't easy. Like, I've been I'm on a, this YouTube. I think I posted 100 some videos. and it's Yeah, it's, so I'm going to still do foreign strategies. Uh, but I'm going to have this on the side. And I think when you've started a channel before, it's easier because you know what you have to do in order to grow. So you need a thousand subs to monetize. I'm not sure what the amount of hours you need, but I understand it a little bit better. And since for me, it's never been for the money. It's more of like I'm doing it because I want to do it. It's uh, I could I'm patient with it, so I'm not going to rush it. I'll probably put out let's say whole, I'm shooting for like two videos a week, one video a week, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be comfortable with that. But it's, it's like what you spoke about. Um, instead of going and commenting on a post with emotions, why not actually like speak, you know, what's on your mind? Because you never know who's going to hear that. Yeah, that's the biggest point there. You never know who it's going to affect. And where that relationship could go. I, I agree with that fully. And if you like doing it, it's very fulfilling to create and and uh, to express yourself. And so I'm excited to see where that uh, that puppy goes. I hope you keep doing uh, foreign strategies because I think a lot of dudes um, uh, get good value from that. I mean, I told you, a lot of people hit me up from that, uh, that Rockstar video and it's good. I think it, that's still that area is still going to be really hot, the dating, because it's changing so fast and things are crazy. I know it might be changing for you, too. You're becoming a, a grown man <laughs> now, huh? No more playboying? Oh, man. So, hey, so this is this is the one thing. Actually, it's crazy. I've never I've never watched a full Kevin Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin. I'm talking about the dang uh, head coach. Kevin Samuels? Kevin Samuels. Jesus. Kevin Samuels video until he passed away. And I watched one other day and he spoke about conveniences. Oh, someone's popping up on my computer. Uh, conveniences, men, human nature like conveniences, especially men. So when you finally get that convenience of having someone to check all those boxes for you, you're going to essentially stop because why chase when you got everything you already want? So pretty much I got to that point, right? And what I see is if you're constantly traveling and you're constantly meeting new people and you haven't settled, you obviously then meet the right person. You didn't meet that person that checks all those boxes or you're not really enjoying it as much as you say you enjoy it. You're just enjoying the, you know, I don't know if you can say it on your channel, but you know, I'm talking about that part of the, the meeting women. So I got to that point, essentially. I got to that point where I found somebody to check all the boxes that actually benefits my life to where I could focus on other things. I, I don't I haven't drunk in a month. I don't drink anymore, practically, uh, because it's like I don't need to. I don't need to go out and be social and drink. I don't need to go out and do this, do that. I can focus on me. I can focus on my health, focus on my business. So and I, and I really see that. And I generally look at other people who are very successful 
And I'm like, okay, how are they living their lifestyle? What are they doing? And it's pretty homogeneous, generally speaking, obviously there's, there's one-offs. So I got to that point. Uh, obviously I will never tell a guy to settle down like early on. I think you need the experience. You need to travel. You need to meet a lot of people. And I've done it. I'm, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I've met a lot of people. I've traveled to a lot of places and the, I got to the point to where like I felt like I've I've done enough. Yeah, you said a good point too is like all the billionaires they have uh, a wife and I think when those boxes are checked then obviously you're not wasting as much energy on the chase and you know new girls new this and that but I, I think I have a better solution. We'll see who, who plays out who plays out best but uh there's definitely a lot to it but now you're going to become one of those uh uh, dating guys that all have girlfriends. All the dating people on the Dude, YouTube, they all are like married or have girlfriends. It's like you're not even I mean, a true player, and you can you act like you can talk like that. It's crazy. Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I started realizing that too. So it's 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 kind of mind blowing. What about the the fresh and fit guys? Do they have girlfriends? I'm not sure. I mean, okay. to me, I think I think what they're doing for the space, like getting into like the mainstream, is is okay. For mm -hmm. a lot more guys to like find content, but they are just for shock and, and value. But I can't hate on them at all. I mean, those dudes put their names out there. Like, you know, one dude was like an FBI guy and he had to quit his job because of it. And, yeah. you know, I can't hate on them. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. So that's what it is, man. But I, I definitely think guys should never like the high, whole high school sweetheart type thing. I think you're really missing out on life. Like, you're really missing out on life. Uh, obviously, if, if that's your lifestyle. Hey, more power to you. I wish I thought that way. I wish I, wish I was that simple. But uh, it gets to a point to where the chase just becomes too much. You realize that it, it, it takes a lot of your time. No, true. hundred percent. Awesome, T-Bob. Well, hey, I look forward to getting that report back on the, the home in Floripa. You're going to check out for me, hopefully. And yeah. I hope you enjoy the, the time down there and uh, we'll be in uh, touch. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. It's good seeing you as well.